your Locked On Hurricanes, your daily podcast on the Carolina Hurricanes, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, Kaniacs. I am your host, Jared Ellis, and you are listening to Locked on Hurricanes on the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at LO underscore Hurricanes and on Facebook at Locked on Hurricanes Podcast. And you can also find myself on Twitter and Locker Room at Jared Ellis underscore 96. And this is part two of the crossover with Locked on Tampa Bay Lightning. I won't keep you guys any longer. You guys enjoy part two. Yeah, getting then, into your guys. Yeah. Uh, you know, who are you looking for? You know, not only a big game one, but, you know, just a big series as a whole. You know, who are you looking to see, you know, really step it up for the Lightning? Uh, I mentioned it a little bit before uh, with Alex Kalorn. He, there's, there's times, uh, I mean, he had a big season last year, almost 35 goals. Uh, but that was also with Steven Stamkos being out for a majority of the season. Uh, and then this year, I mean, actually the playoffs and then coming into this year, really not much of anything. Uh, and, you know, most of the time when you've heard his name, it hasn't been for the good, for, for good reasons. Uh, so he really needs to step up. Um, you know, he is going to be there. He is now kind of morphed into this role of being a big body, kind of the gritty player on the line. And that's the thing that I, I could live with, with him being is, you know, on all these lines, you have at least one guy who could handle, handle things out there if they get out of control. And we saw mm-hmm. that in the Florida series. So, you know, as long as Alex Klorin isn't committing stupid penalties, uh, last year he actually got suspended for a game because of that. Um, I believe he, if I want to be, if I'm, I think he like ran over Brad Marchand uh, mm-hmm. in the Boston series. And obviously, you know, even though the lightning did sweep that series, it's still, you know, that's not something you want to have is, is especially with the amount of injuries this team has struggled with is missing, missing a guy like that. But the other player that I really need to see step up, cause it's just been frustrating. Um, and also as well as He's probably not going to be on the team next year. So whether they choose to trade him, uh, if he if he waives his his non trade, no trade clause, or he gets drafted by the uh, Kraken, is Tyler Johnson. Tyler Johnson has just been a complete non factor at times. And now that you know Pat Maroon has kind of gotten going, you see his offense sort of kind of picking up. I mean, Pat Maroon isn't going to light up the scoreboard for you on a nightly mm-hmm. basis, but he did score a goal in game six, which, you know, you always love to see production from your, your bottom, bottom three, but uh, he, he has the tools around him to kind of be the scoring guy on the, on that fourth line, you know, now that Barkley Goodrow who played his first game uh, in the playoffs in game six is back. Um, this is his first playoff game. Yeah. Well, he, uh, he was hurt for a while uh, during the okay. season. Yeah, he um actually Barkley Goodrow has like a ton of playoff experience. He was okay. Honest. I was gonna say, yeah, oh, he, this is first for the Lightning. I was yeah, like, wait, what? No, it was his first for this uh this playoffs. He was on the team last. Oh, year. okay, okay. Yeah. I was gonna say, what? There's no way. Now, I yeah, like, I could have sworn. Yeah, Barkley Barkley Goodrow is no stranger to the playoffs. Scored a big time OT goal uh, a couple of years ago for the Sharks, I believe, when they were playing yeah. Vegas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so. 
Tyler Johnson really needs to step up. Uh, the one guy that I really like to see kind of continue uh, where he left off from in the last series was Ross Colton. He's a rookie. He's on the third line and he's just really no adjustment period for him. He's kind of really just rolled into this lineup and, you know, you, you never see the moment get too big for him, which is, is great to see out of any rookie. Um, and I, and I think that really goes, I think that really goes back to how great uh, John Cooper is with just, you know, molding young players and just putting them into the system. Uh, not really asking too much of them other than to just go out there and play their game. Uh, you know, he doesn't really have much of really of a strict system. As you could see out there, it's kind of just free flowing and more so of a whatever happens, happens kind of offense, which at sometimes could get frustrating because uh, I spoke about it before how, you know, the lightning more times than not love to turn it into a track race. And, you know, it doesn't really help if the other team is, is able to skate with you up and down the ice. So, uh, you know, if, if you could get play, if he could get this team to kind of go back and forth between, you know, the rush and then just cycling the puck into the corners and just, mm -hmm. you know, setting up the, the open guy, you know, uh, Ross Colton's one of the, one of actually surprising, surprisingly uh, one of the better puck handlers on this team uh it's just really a mate well obviously you know you have your nikita kucherovs your, yeah. your oh, of but course. but for a rookie he he has really impressed me just by how how calm he is out there you know he's not mm -hmm. trying to force the issue kind of like uh, ned exactly he, he's really not trying to do too much if a guy's open uh he threads the needle which it, it's you know at certain times i'm not going to throw i'm not going to throw him in the same category but there are certain passes uh, that you could see that really make him almost elite within that split split second. Mm -hmm. um, and, and that's something I really want to see from him. And then I guess the other guy I really want to see kind of get going in this series is Yanni Gord. It's not that he hasn't had oh, a man. good, a good playoffs. I mean, yeah. Yanni has just been, he, he does, he's a jack of all trades on this team. He could, he could fight, he could hit, he could play defense and he could score. Uh, but the Lightning really need more from him, unfortunately, in this series if they definitely want to get past uh, your guys. Well, I don't know necessarily about Yanni's uh, uh, hitting capability because I remember uh, when we were down in Tampa in one game, he get, kept trying to cross-check Jordan Stahl uh, <laughs> and he couldn't knock him down. And then Jordan just bats a goal in and then Yanni's like, ooh, what? Yeah, I, oh, yeah, yeah, I guess I misspoke. I, mean, I, I, <laughs> I guess I could say – he, he's not afraid to, to hit people. That's the thing. He's not afraid yeah. to get physical. And, and that's maybe some of the things you, you see from other guys that, you know, they kind of just want to do one or two things out there. And that's just their strength. It's not that they're high maintenance or anything, but Yanni isn't afraid to get dirty out there. And that's yeah, something yeah, that, yeah. You, but you definitely want to see more scoring from him, whether it's in oh, yeah, the points category, whether it's in the assist or the goal category. Yeah, of course, of course. Uh, yeah, but yeah, Jordan Stalls, he's he's a hard guy to knock down. He's, yeah. he's a big dude. <laughs> he's a very <laughs> yeah. big dude. I, I've met him. He is a large man. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think we you know, talked about a little bit, you know, when we were talking about the Hurricanes. But uh, for the Hurricanes to really get the upper hand on the Lightning, I know you mentioned, you know, being able to, uh, you know, score first, you know, really get under their skin. Um, and I remember in the regular season, uh, not only this season, but in seasons past, you know, Vasilevsky you know, on back to backs, yeah. uh, isn't necessarily the best guy there. Uh, 
you know, outside of that stuff there, which I don't expect the back-to-back stuff to really be a factor right. in the playoffs as a whole because they really don't do that. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you feel you know, the, the Hurricanes will really have to do to get a leg up on the Lightning other than the stuff we've already talked about? They, they really need to, believe it or not, Vazzy is the kind of guy that you don't want him to get peppered with too many shots early on, but at the same time, you don't want him to be sitting there doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So if I'm, I, I guess the best way is you got to go at Vasilevsky, but you got to, you can't, they have to be high percentage shots. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't want to get him into a groove because I, I've said it on my show before is, and, and um, I said it before they won game six was that once Vasilevsky gets into kind of that, that, that automatic mode, which I guess we could call it his, his terminator mode when he's in the crease, because he's just like, he's not thinking out there. He's just reacting. And, and I think mm-hmm. that's really the key for, you know, in, in the end. And uh, other than the fact that, you know, if Carolina could force turnovers in the neutral zone, which is really, believe it or not, not that hard with this, with this Tampa team. I mean, they're probably one of the worst in puck management in the neutral zone. I've, I've, I haven't seen anything like it probably in, in a good team in a long time where they, that's kind of like something that's an issue for them. Uh, but yeah, I think if, if Carolina could make this, the third and fourth lines really work for it, where you could kind of, you could live with points from those third and fourth lines, but if you could kind of shut down one and two and then kind of just keep Vasilevsky off balance, I, I think not only you could extend the series because if, if you have Tampa, you know, rolling on all cylinders, this might be a, a quick series for you guys. But um, really, I, I, I just, you know, a lot of people, I, it's funny when going into the Florida series and maybe that was just because of the Florida Panthers, them not really having the playoff experience or yeah history that we've seen. I mean, I think it was their first playoff win since like 2015. Yeah, it's um, been a while. Where, and, and then, even even with that though, they they were still everyone was pulling for the Florida Panthers, believe it or not, even with Kucherov and Stamkos in the lineup. And I think that was because You guys know me, you know I love the stonks, the memes, the rocket ships. And of course day trading can be a lot of fun. But if you want to grow your long term wealth and make it to the moon, you should open up a wealthfront investment account today. Decades of data show that investors that trade individual stocks underperform the market every year. In fact, only 1% of traders beat the market. The odds are not in your favor, and if you don't want to do it alone, team up with Wealthfront instead. Wealthfront can create a portfolio of globally diversified, low-cost index funds, diversified and personalized just for you in minutes. No manual trades, no picking stocks, no watching the stock market every day. They automatically handle all the investing based on preferences you control. Wealthfront can even help you lower the taxes you pay as you invest. For the average client, their tax loss harvesting can cover the low annual 0.25 adversary fee. Best of all, it's automatic. Wealthfront is trusted with over $20 billion of assets, and you can get your first $5,000 managed for free by going to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. To get your first $5,000 managed for free for life, go to Wealthfront.com slash LockedOnNHL. That's W-E-A-L-T-H-F-R-O-N-T dot com 
slash locked on NHL to start growing your savings. Go to wealthfront.com slash locked on NHL and get started today. A lot of people forgot how good this Tampa team is and, and how, yeah. how thing, how, how much things open up on the ice when 91 and 86 are just in the lineup. You could just yeah. see it from top to bottom that this team is so much more relaxed. Oh yeah. Yeah. I, I completely agree there. Um, yeah, because I personally had forgot how good Tampa was with Kucherov and Samkos in the lineup, and it, yeah, I mentioned it earlier. You know, it really just draws a comparison to like Jacob Slavin and yeah, Evo Taravainen. It's yeah. like the team is just such a different team with those guys on the ice. Um, it's crazy. Yeah, and that's it. And that and it's funny you brought up those two as well, kind of as a comparison because Taravainen, I remember earlier on in the season, uh, you know, he's one of those guys where maybe it's just the fact that it's just, you know, from a broad standpoint of just a, a casual hockey fan, a lot of people probably don't know who Taravainen is. No. And, and, and that's just, you know, unfortunately, and, and a lot of people don't realize how good Braden Point is as well. You know, that's just the fact of the matter of maybe that's just the, the markets that our teams are in as yeah. you know, compared to, you know, an original six or whatever. Um, but Taravainen is just, a dangerous player. His wrist there is just incredible. I remember earlier in one of the f- first games these two teams played, Taravainen ripped one from the circle, and it was just – it was a blur past Vasilevsky, and you could see how surprised he was by that. And that's the other thing I think that is a key for you guys to kind of jump on Vasi is um, he is he is one of the best goalies. I, I think – you could probably almost guarantee he's going to save it if if you could if he could see it. You know, one on one chances he doesn't give up yeah. any goals, but if you could screen him, kind of get him off balance. You know, whether it's just weird wobbling pucks because we had a bunch of those in this past series, uh, as and you could see by the score that was the reason why uh, it was just. I think in game one, uh, that six five game. Uh, really I think maybe three or four of those that the Panthers score were just like knuckle pucks mm-hmm. and, it, and it and it was just like you you reduce the best goaltender in the world to just almost like a like a pickup hockey player uh, yeah. in those situations and, and and I think that's really what it comes down to and 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 that's one of his Achilles heels really when it comes down to it is that everything you know the shot almost has to be perfect for the offensive player for Vasilevsky to stop it Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and, and that kind of goes with yeah so it, it's it's frustrating to see because you've seen him do in fantastic things on the ice catch the make saves behind his back you know do everything in that um he made a save while like his his leg was pretty much over his head at I one mean, point yeah so you know it, it's really frustrating almost you know that you and maybe that's just because it's the 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 level that everyone holds him to uh that yeah you think those saves are probably a lot easier than the others yeah, I, I definitely understand that. And, you know, I, I feel the same way about Ned. You know, a lot of times, you know, I don't get nervous with him. Um, the only times, you know, I get nervous is, uh, you know, when it's really early in a period or, um, you know, if he's having some issues with some rebounds, I don't get nervous with him, which is great because uh, the Hurricanes have had issues with the goaltending uh, pretty much since – Cam Ward retired or Cam yeah. Ward left. Um, and even then, yeah, even for like the last few years with him, because he got so overworked and overplayed, uh, he's having to play hurt all the time. You know, he just went downhill. 
and you know, he was older, obviously. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he wasn't the player he used to be. And then, you know, he obviously left, you know, we had Scott Darling, you know, that, you know, for obvious reasons didn't work. And then, you know, uh, Peter, you know, he's, you know, obviously done good at times, but, you know, he's not necessarily, you know, like the definitive number one. He's kind of like a one to be kind of guy. Uh, Mac, uh, he was great for us when he was here. Reimer, you know, he's been, uh, really solid as well, but you know, we haven't had that true number one guy, and we have that with Ned, which yeah. is great. Um, and yeah, you know, I just mentioned McElhaney, and just I, I know he's obviously an older guy, yeah, he's not he's not a yeah. spring chicken anymore, but you know, just it was great to see him win a Stanley Cup, you know, last yeah. year, even if it wasn't with us, but yeah, you know, just as a whole, uh, from his time in Tampa, I know he's not a Vasilevsky, but how has he been down there in Tampa for you guys? It's funny. It's last season. I loved him. I, I, it was almost as if I was welcoming, you know, I, I was almost, it was almost as if I was welcoming Vasilevsky's days off, you know, obviously you in an 82 game season, you really ideally want to have Vasi play maybe 50 games, maybe a little bit more because he's a little bit younger. Mm -hmm. Uh, But curse McElhinney was solid last season. Yeah. And and which is why it, it was almost, as frustrating as it was this season where, and, and that really had to deal with the fact that he didn't play enough. He, he just didn't play a whole lot. I think, I think really uh, McElhinney played probably, I want to say maybe 10 games. I know he uh, played a couple times against us. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't, he didn't play a whole ton of games. I'm looking at it. He only played. All right. So he only played 12 games this year. Mm-hmm. Uh, he went four and six in those four, four six and two. Yeah. And, and the thing with that, that was really frustrating. And, it, and I think where it literally comes down to is that, Cooper had a lot, John Cooper had a lot of optional practices and skates, obviously to save guys legs and, and to kind of just save them for games. And that was the, you know, Curtis McElhinney, he's like you said, he's no spring chicken. He's 37 years old. And I, he had to figure out a lot of the things that you normally get to work on in practice in real games. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, there are certain players that could kind of just turn it on in games and figure it out. Yeah. And then there's other guys that just need to practice. Curtis McElhinney needs to practice. And that's the thing that really like worries me at times is that, you know, especially when we see in the last series, uh, Florida wasn't afraid to get into the crease and, and, and almost at times run over Vazzy, which, you know, you could call it dirty, whether, you know, whether it's your goaltender or not. Um, But I, that's what worries me to a certain extent, just because what if, you know, I'm not saying you guys are dirty, but what if Vassy were to go down with an injury, whether it's for just the rest of the game or for maybe a game uh, yeah. in this series. And, and you have to rely on Curtis McElhinney, who, like I said, hasn't been really that all solid this season. And then you're really turning this and, you know, uh, John Cooper would have to turn this into a kind of goalie by commission kind of situation, because yeah. then you have Christopher Gibson who, only played two games this year and I believe both of them were against the Red Wings and he made the Red Wings look like the president's trophy winners. So um, we did too at times. So I can't really talk too much junk there. Yeah. Um, Actually, you know what, now that we brought it up uh, and I, I, I've, I've spoken about this in length, just the Red Wings are just such a frustrating team. I haven't really gotten a chance to really talk about any other, you know, any, any in-division host on this show, but it, it, the Red Wings at times were just, I feel like they were faking, like their record, like didn't nearly 
reflect, you know, how good you were kind of getting false advertising coming into games against them because yeah, I mean, the lightning had arguably their worst game of the season against the red wings on national television where they, they lost five one and it, it was just, it, it didn't make any sense. Yeah. And, I would. Yeah. I would definitely say with the red wings, I think I can't obviously speak for the lightning, uh, but for the hurricanes, I think it was a combination of a few things. Um, biggest thing is I don't, think the hurricanes took them serious i actually think one of his last games against them uh one of the guys just flat out said they didn't bring their a game yeah. so i think there was just them not taking detroit seriously and then i know obviously for a good bit of it tavo was out uh and just his playmaking ability there um so i think that obviously hurt and then uh the way detroit clogs up the neutral zone I think that hurt the Hurricanes because they really like to control that and yeah. they couldn't. Uh, so I think that hurt the Hurricanes there. It's just Detroit style of play. And Detroit was a team that had nothing to lose this season. Like, right. They were bad. They're just there to spoil uh, teams' good times. Yeah. And, and well, yeah. And, and, and I guess that's probably the same thing that happened with the Lightning. They were able to clog up the passing lanes so well to where I, I, I you know, it's kind of a sort of, you know, I think everybody says it. It's one of those stereotypical hockey phrases is that, and they, they caught the lightning. They did a very good job with the lightning with this, but the lightning got caught in moments with this Red Wings team where they just weren't consistently moving their feet mm-hmm. and, and they weren't, they just weren't doing the basic hockey things with this Red Wings team. I don't yeah. know if that was more of a testament to how well the Red Wings played them or kind of what, was the case with Carolina as well, maybe not taking them seriously. But of course, you know, Vazzy not being in net for a majority of those games, of course, doesn't help because, you know, even with, even if you have Stamkos or Kucherov on the ice, when Vazzy's not in net, you know, you're talking about a team that on a weekly basis is in the top three in the power rankings, uh, looking like a team that is like in the 20s the power rankings, believe it or not. Like, you know, we, I, we, I spoke earlier how, how different this team looks with Cooch and, and Stammer, but would, would Vasilevsky not out there? It's, it's a whole nother ball game. And that's kind of goes back to my whole thing with McElhinney is that, you know, Grant, he is a good goaltender, but you really don't want to have a guy figuring things out in the middle of the second round of the Stanley cup playoffs, especially against Carolina hurricanes. And, and I guess it's a good time as any to go back and kind of recap, the season series i feel like we've already kind of spoken about how our two teams have played against each other but yeah uh the hurricanes actually just put out a preview for tomorrow's game uh as you were talking i'm just looking at that um you know just by the numbers you know uh these teams are extremely evenly matched um you know record uh regular season records uh similar Obviously, the points, you know, finished total was different. Uh, Hurricanes finished with 80, Tampa 75. Goals per game, the Hurricanes were at 3.13, Tampa at 3.21. Goals mm-hmm. against uh, Hurricanes, 2.39, Tampa 2.59. Power play, Hurricanes 25.6%, Tampa 22.2%. PK, Hurricanes 85.2%. Uh, Tampa 84.2 uh, shots per game. Hurricanes 32 flat. Uh, Tampa 30.2 shots per game. Uh, Hurricanes 28.2. Uh, Tampa 28.3. And face off uh, Hurricanes 
30 or Jesus, uh, 53.9%. I cannot read. Uh, and the bolts, uh, 50.1%. So these teams are very evenly matched. Yeah. And now we have key guys back on both sides. And me personally, uh, you know, this is, I say this series is going seven games. Uh, yeah. These teams are so evenly matched. This is going to be an insane series to watch. Yeah, absolutely. I think really what, it, other than the goalie situation, which I, I, you know, I think we can both agree in the playoffs, that's really the, the, the defining factor when it comes down to it is goaltending. But when you look at both of these teams from their first line, their first line forwards to their lap, their third line defensemen, or if you, maybe if you're carrying a fourth at certain times, I know coach, uh, coach Cooper likes to, to add an extra defenseman or two here and there, depending on, you know, the matchup that night. Um, you're basically looking at the same teams, you know, identical teams. And mm-hmm. that's the thing. I think really what it comes down to is that we could have coin flip games, games where unfortunately, and, and I hate to say this because it's just been, but I have to bring it up because it's just been such a big thing, not only during this playoff, but throughout the entire, just, you know, every playoffs is the officiating. I think that's really what, it could it could swing either game because uh, I know just in on on my side of things with Tampa is that Tampa believe it or not uh, not even during the regular season but last year which you know we could almost say that them winning the cup was a miracle because especially in that series against Columbus um, there was games where Tampa didn't even draw one penalty mm-hmm. and that's such a I don't I don't know if it's missed calls or just you know, maybe one game you could chalk it up to a, a team playing very, very well disciplined hockey, but yeah, um, but when it's over and over night exactly. after night, exactly. So, and, and I really hope that's not the case in this series. Um, there was a ton of missed calls in in the last series with Florida, which was just it was ridiculous and frustrating to watch. Oh, I don't know yeah, about you, I know. Yeah, the Nashville series was insane. There was that one game where the Hurricanes had to go on the PK seven times in yeah. one game. And they killed all of them. So, I mean, right. I think special teams is really going to be big oh, for yes. uh, this series. Special teams is going to be huge. And my my worry with that, actually, is that Tampa tends to do too much. Um, yes, on, the Hurricanes as well. Hurricanes they, as they, well. They, and it's not even a matter of the fact that they, they maybe pass too much, look for the, the right. It, it's just they they – for some reason tend to play too physical on, on the power play, which results in them drawing a penalty and going back to even strength. Mm-hmm. And, and then on the other side of that is that they, they tend to, they, they tend to play too relaxed. Um, they, they, they feel, you know, cycling the puck, letting the, the other team cycle the puck while they're on the PK is a lot better than letting them go in on the rush. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how, like, I mean, that all goes back to what I said before what we said before with how Carolina is so good at skating with this team. And, um, yeah. but I, yeah, special teams are going to be huge. Uh, it's just been absolutely frustrating um, with, with this, with this Tampa team, you know, having coach and stammer back has been a huge, a huge deal on, on special teams because those two are as good as any in the, in the national hockey league at, at really generating offense. Yeah. Now, as some of you long-term listeners know, you guys know that built bar is of course the best tasting protein bar ever but for some of you new listeners here asking yourself what is built bar well like i just said it's the best 
tasting protein bar ever. And Built Bar comes in nine delicious flavors with the occasional limited time flavor. These nine original flavors include coconut, coconut almond, cherry, raspberry, mint brownie, my personal favorite of all time, peanut butter brownie, double chocolate, and salted caramel. So there's something for everyone. And, of course, if you haven't tried all the flavors, you can get a mixed box where you'll get two of each of the nine flavors. And best of all, Built Bars are covered in 100% chocolate regardless of the flavor, and they're soft and easy to chew. Built Bars are also low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, and high-fiber, so they're a great health-conscious individual. And right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKED15 and you'll get 15% off your first order. Use promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. I promise you won't regret it. Now you you mentioned uh, you know how Tampa tends to be too physical on uh, the power play. Uh, where they end up drawing uh, unnecessary penalties. The Hurricanes, yeah, I feel they try to do too much. Uh, they try to pass too much, um, whereas, you know, they have they pass up good shots. Right. And they try to make this extra pass that they don't necessarily have to make. And I've said it multiple, multiple times on my show where I'm just like, I feel like if you have a good shot and you just take it, I don't think your teammates or your coaches – They'll get mad at you if you have a good shot and you take it. Like, right. Yeah. Isn't that the, um, that's the, that's the key. I think, I mean, it's, you know, I, yes, there's all these things that go into hockey, but at the end of the day, it's a, it's a simple sport. You put the puck on net, as long as you have somebody creating traffic and able body to turn around and, and kind of just do something with it while it's there. Uh, good things will happen. Exactly. And that's what some for some reason, you know, it took Pat, Pat Brown last postseason calling out the team saying we need to do a better job of generating traffic in front of the goalie for them to kind of get that going. And and, you know, yeah, it, it's it, it's frustrating and, and every team goes through it and um, it's going to be interesting. I, and I really think that, you know, even though it's kind of a stereotype to kind of say going into a playoff series, I really think that whoever wins game one is really going to set the tone for the series. Um, uh, I agree with this one. They're so evenly matched. Yeah. And, and I think really your, your crowd is just going to be, I, I think that's the, the home games, especially for Carolina, because I mean, we all know Emily is gets rocking in the playoffs, but uh, you know, I have to kind of give you guys credit. Just, you know, hurricane fans are nuts. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I'm excited for it. Yeah. Obviously, Passy's, uh, you know, up now. You know, I keep telling myself, all right, I'm not going to scream until I'm yeah. you know, purple in the face again and, you know, and just lose my voice and sound like a wish.com Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm not going to do that. Uh, and then I'm obviously really excited for the tailgate tomorrow. Yeah. Um, you know, love doing that. But it's going to be crazy. Um, I really think, you know, home crowds are going to make a difference in this series for sure yeah absolutely and i guess we could end things by kind of doing predictions which i i kind of hate doing just because and you know especially after everything we've said but i guess we could predict it i mean we already said we we're gonna go seven but i guess in terms of scoring i think these are gonna be very low scoring games oh, i think maybe, yes i think maybe we'll get one ridiculous game where it's like five four uh, maybe six five maybe yeah that, that yeah, that's a it's a strong maybe yeah i mean like i, I think said, four it, goals it, would be the max for games honestly 
You can yeah, maybe have... you can maybe see five uh, if yeah, and that would really just end up being you know, at the end of the game. With yeah. Net. Well, I don't I don't count empty netters as is really you yeah. know things towards that, but yeah, it's going to be interesting. I, I I still firmly believe that if if Tampa could get by you guys, I I think that you know really at that point, who else is there to stop us? On the side of you guys, I think if you could kind of take down the defending champs, I I see that just propelling you guys to a whole nother level of yeah. Uh, the Hurricanes have a history of doing that. Obviously, yeah. you know, most recent being back in uh, 2019 with uh, the Washington Capitals, and they did it like back in 2001 with uh, the Devils, and then. Uh, back when they're in Hartford, uh, they eliminated Montreal. Um, so the Hurricanes know how to eliminate Stanley Cup champions. But I definitely agree with you. This is going to be a low-scoring series. Um, this is going to be a very uh, tiresome series. Not in like a bad way, but just like we said, yeah, these teams are going to be skating up and down the ice night after night. Um, and I think, you know, the teams you know that would honestly stand in our way the most you know for whoever wins it the hurricanes win it great the lightning win it that sucks uh (laughs) but i honestly think the winner of the vegas colorado series is going to be the biggest threat for either one of us yeah outside of them i really don't i'm not scared of anyone we can beat them yeah i i i I completely agree with you because if you look at the potential opponents uh, for whoever wins this series, New York and Boston, Boston isn't what they used to be. Um, New York is just, I hate to say they're, they're they're just, but they're, they're, they're great. They're, they're just playing with house money at this point. The fact that they beat Pittsburgh was, I I wouldn't say a miracle, but um, I don't think, I don't think anybody saw that. coming. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, you know, you look up in the, uh, North Division, you know, all the teams up there, like they don't know how to play defense up there. So I have to get... say, though, I have to say, though, Winnipeg. Uh, oh, I, yeah, that was a surprise. That's for Connor, sure. Connor, a lot of people don't realize how good of a goaltender Connor Hellebuck is. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, and you have to think about it. Winnipeg doesn't have any defense at all. No. So no, they do not. <laughs> he's talking about a goalie basically doing it all by himself. Yeah, for real. Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, seven games for the series. I say Hurricanes in seven. I'm I'm sure you're saying Tampa Bay in seven. Of course. <laughs> but yeah, this totally seven games is definitely kind of a coin flip of a series. Uh, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so yeah, go ahead uh, for my listeners. Go ahead and follow the Locked On Carolina show. Yeah. Uh, they're basically yeah, can... the the little brother of clowning uh, yeah. social media, as you could tell with our act- interactions between our shows yeah of course um yeah if you guys don't know you can obviously find us on twitter and instagram at lo underscore hurricanes facebook at locked on hurricanes podcast and then you can find my personal twitter and uh on locker room as well our streaming app at jared ellis underscore 96 and for my listeners my caniacs where can they find you adam uh, you could follow the show on Twitter at LO underscore lightning. You could follow us on Instagram at locked on underscore lightning. Uh, give me a follow at uh, my personal Twitter account at danky dank D E N K Y D eight N K. 
definitely going to be a great series. Definitely going to be a lot of going back and forth, not only on the ice, but also on social media. And of course, yeah. I'm looking forward to the trash talk. And this is the first time the Hurricanes and Lightning have played each other in the playoffs, surprisingly. Yeah. Um, all those years of being Southeast Division rivals and all that stuff. First time ever. So it, it's fun. Um, I'm surprised this one hasn't happened. Obviously, I wasn't necessarily surprised, you know, that Hurricanes and Predators never met in the playoffs, you know, because old days that would have took for the Stanley Cup to happen. Right. Even though, but uh, that was really fun. And it took forever for you guys in Florida to meet in playoffs. So it's yeah. a long time coming. I think it's going to be really, really fun. Really, really physical. Yeah, it's going to be an absolute dogfight of a series. And yeah. uh, a lot of late nights, uh, especially with the possibility of OT coming up. And my, my my Lightning fans know exactly how that feels like from last Oh, my Hurricanes but... fans know how that feels too. Back-to-back <laughs> double OTs, uh, four straight overtime games, first series to do that since yeah. Chicago and then Phoenix back in 2012. Yeah, I do. I do not envy you guys one second after i i think we were done after the 5 ot game last year but oh my god that was wild (laughs) i was listening to that at work i was like is this ever going to end and then uh the call when Braden point uh finally scored it for you guys that was great yeah it was it was it was ridiculous it was like a twilight zone moment i uh actually had i i watched the first period of that game i I remember it like yesterday and then i had to step out for a couple of hours to do some stuff uh for my other job and then i came back and now the game was still going on and it was just like what is going on time does not matter we live in a simulation and the game is broken yeah kind of moment (laughs) oh yeah i loved the just graphics the nhl is putting up on the boards and just we're sorry (laughs) but yeah oh yeah that was that was phenomenal and just so many games just getting postponed and rescheduled because that was that was phenomenal i loved it yeah the best part was having to make boston wait another day to uh to play and us yeah we played boston (laughs) (laughs) that's what this series is going to be it's going to be revenge for making us wait to play Boston last year (laughs) uh but yeah definitely my guys go follow adam and uh locked on lightning it's gonna be great stuff going back and forth on twitter yep all right and all right so i guess i'll